Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. Hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Friday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily whenever I feel like posting on TikTok and on Tumblr. My username on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at polyglotazrin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. I hope everybody is having a fantastic Friday so far. I had a really weird start to the day. Last week, I had written a, a, a quiz in my Mandarin class, and I did not do well. When I handed that quiz in, I knew, I was 100% sure, that I really only got about 58% on the quiz. The reason for this was that, well, to be frank with you, to be honest, I just didn't know. I just didn't know a lot of the characters and how to write a lot of the characters that I needed to know for the quiz. Now, to my surprise, a few days later, we got when we got the quizzes back, the teacher didn't give me my quiz. She gave everybody's quizzes back, but I didn't get mine. And I was like, hmm, where is my quiz? So I went and talked to my teacher and I said, hey, Laoshi, like, wh- where's, my, where's my quiz? You didn't give it back to me. And she said, oh, you didn't write it. You weren't there. Remember, you showed up late and you didn't write the quiz. And I was like, no, 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 I wrote the quiz. I definitely wrote it and I definitely handed the quiz in. She said, no, you didn't. And I said, Yes, I did. Let me prove it to you. I can even tell you what the questions are on the quiz. She's like, okay, what are the questions? So I tell her, there's this one, there's this one, there's this one. And she goes, hmm, okay. Well, how about you come rewrite it? I was like, fine. And I warned her then and there. I was like, hey, like, I can rewrite it, but I'll get a much higher mark this time because I know what's on the quiz. The first time, just to be honest with you, I really only got 58%. I didn't know a lot of it. And she's like, no, no, just come rewrite it. And I was like, okay. My assumption is that she didn't believe me that I'd written it the first time and that I was just trying to get a chance to rewrite the quiz or something like that. That's my assumption. So today, this morning, I went and I rewrote this quiz for her. And sure enough, I got 100% because I literally knew what was going to be on the test and I made sure I knew that stuff. So I get 100%. I'm talking to the professor after. And I can, I have this feeling that she's suspicious now that, wait a second, maybe he actually did write the quiz the first time and he was telling the truth and he like literally just wrote the quiz and knew what to expect and got a hundred. And I told her again, I was like, listen, I'm telling you, I got 58% the first time. I know what I got right. I know what I got wrong. And this time I just rewrote it and just corrected myself. And she goes... Okay, if you think it's fair, I'll give you 58. And I was like, well, that is what I got. Like, that's the mark I got. And sure enough, I was given 58% on that quiz. And it just really made me laugh. And I, I don't know why. It just, it was something that happened this morning. And it made my morning. Getting the 58% made my morning. Um, and I don't really fully know how to explain why. Some people I've been, I've been telling this story to have been saying things like, well, Azrin, that's not fair. Or why didn't she give you the higher mark? She should give you the rewrite mark. She lost the quiz. You clearly were telling the truth. Like, you should get some benefit for it. But for me, 
it doesn't fully matter for a couple of reasons. First of all, I now feel like because I was clearly super direct and super honest and upfront about it, I now have quote unquote brownie points in her book and she views me probably more positively um, and just views me as an honest individual and everything, which is, which is really important. In language classes, at least in my university, the relationship you have with your professors really matters. Um, it can it can really help you get through your classes. It can really help you, um, especially when sometimes the stuff that you're handing in and you're getting marked on in language classes are subjective. It's like how well you wrote an essay or whatever. Or if I ever need a reference, she might give me a reference because she likes me more. There's a lot of different dynamics in play such as those. And so I think despite getting 58%, it was just a, a good idea. Also, I just believe in being honest, so just the values, the moral compass of it felt like the right thing to do. And um, and also, and this is a big one for me too, I've already done the math on the class. I know I need to average at about 60-65% on in-class assignments, and I have to get 95, 100%, 92%, like extremely high marks on anything that I can take home and prepare for. And I need to get 90, 95% higher on the oral things in the class. And if I do that, I will get the mark that I want in the class. So the 60 to 58% on the quiz was literally what I needed on the quiz. I need like 60-ish percent on those quizzes in order to do well in the class. And so I've kind of done the math and so I was not concerned. Like it's exactly getting 60% is basically getting 100% for me on the quizzes. I got 58 and so it's like, okay, you kind of missed it by 2%, but that's totally fine. So kind of a weird um, anecdote to start the day off that I wanted to share with you guys. And it just made me chuckle to myself and made me laugh. <laughs> now, I wanted to share a couple of different things with you guys today. First and foremost, I want to share a bit of a breakthrough with you. I had this big breakthrough that occurred to me yesterday and I'm desperate to share it with you today. One thing I've noticed is people that struggle to fix their accent or people that struggle to fix their pronunciation and improve upon their pronunciation in a foreign language often struggle because they don't know how to break the bad pronunciation habits they have. And myself, usually what I've said in the past is I've told people, hey, you just need to practice every day. Every day you need to look at a word that is difficult for you that you know you mispronounce and you have to say it the right way over and over until you break the pattern. That's what I do myself. If I've caught something that I'm saying wrong, I'm super conscious and so I make a super big effort throughout the day to make sure that when I say the sound that I'm mispronouncing or the words that I'm mispronouncing, I'm super conscious that I say them the right way. The problem, however, is I've been finding more and more that a lot of people struggle to have that consciousness. That's not a strategy that works necessarily for everybody. Some people, when they speak, they speak. And the amount of mental effort it takes to process the words they're going to use and analyze them and make sure they're said correctly before they say them, some people have not practiced that skill a whole bunch and they struggle to do it. Compared to me, for example, I've had lots of practice with that skill. I've done it for years. I've, I've been doing it for a very long time as I've learned different languages. So it comes more naturally to me than it would for some other people, per se. 
And so I was like, man, I've been trying to figure out the past few days, like what is a strategy? What's something that I could, I, what's like a tool? What's a tip? What's a trick? What could I tell someone that would help them to break it? And I stumbled across something the other day. It finally just randomly hit me and it's music. Music and, and catchy songs is an, I think anyway, and I've been, I'm going to start testing this as time goes on now, but I feel very confident in saying that using music to break your bad pronunciation habits is a really good idea. Here's what I mean. Oh, I hear footsteps upstairs. I don't know who's upstairs here. Um, there might be a moment in this podcast where I have to quickly pause. As a matter of fact, we're going to pause right now for three seconds as I go check who's upstairs. Two seconds. And we are back. So let's take up where we left off here. Um, so essentially using songs is a really, in my perspective, I think could be a really, really effective way to improve your pronunciation and break your pronunciation habits. And this is done by singing the songs and singing along with songs as they're playing on your phone, as they're playing in your car, as they're playing on the radio. Now, obviously you have to be listening to songs in the language that you are trying to learn. And the reason I think this works is because number one, songs are repetitive. You often hear the same songs over and over and over and over and over. And so you already know what the lyrics are and you already kind of know what to expect in the song. And so if you know that, okay, in this song, you know, I really struggle, I know that I mispronounce the word, whatever, fabulous. I say fabulous and not fabulous, which is a thing that happens. And you know that this song, the word fabulous is coming up. You can mentally prepare for it. You can mentally prepare for that word to come up and say it properly. And so what that does is it starts to retrain your mouth as you sing along to that song over and over and over and over and over. It starts to retrain your mouth on how to say these words correctly. So that when you go into your day-to-day -day life, there is a higher likelihood that your mouth is going to do the things that it needs to do to, in, in order to pronounce those sounds properly. And this is something that hit me the other day and I was like, yes, this is so right this is going to work for people. This is definitely, I feel very confident in saying that this kind of strategy will work. And the best part of the strategy is it doesn't necessarily take extra time. The fact of the matter is that many people already sing along to songs as they're listening to them. If you're listening to a song in English or in whatever language you're trying to learn, odds are you already are singing along to those songs in the car, in your house, or wherever, in the shower. And so all I'm really asking you to do now is to sing along consciously, to sing along and actually think about how was the singer saying the words? Can I copy that? How can, how can I try and imitate them as closely as possible? I'm just asking you to make it a more active exercise. So I'm not actually adding any time to the day, which is what I think is one of the best things about this whole strategy. One thing I'd be mindful of if you're going to be doing this, which I highly recommend you do, by the way, at least give it a try. One thing I would highly recommend is please understand that in some songs, they don't necessarily pronounce things as they would be pronounced in regular day-to-day -day speech. Maybe they stress the wrong part of the word. They put the emphasis on the wrong part of the word because it sounds good in the song. Maybe they, they're doing crazy things with their voice. Maybe they're rapping and they're saying things really fast and you don't actually talk that way. So you need to be mindful of that. Um, and you need to be essentially, yes, mindful to realize that 
okay, it's not going to be exactly as it is in day-to-day -day speech. So that's something to be cautious of. And perhaps a, a best practice, one potential good practice, is to find songs that are sung a little bit more slowly, let's say, and that are sung in a way where it does sound comparable, not exactly, but comparable to maybe how someone would speak in regular day-to-day -day life. But I think that's a bonus. Even if you're just trying to imitate songs and you're listening and you're really trying to imitate it well and say the sounds well, that alone is going to be a fantastic exercise and it's going to help you a lot. Because now I've been realizing more and more and more and more and more over time that people do not listen actively throughout the day and they are not speaking actively. They're just speaking, you know, without putting a lot of conscious thought into how they're speaking. They're not listening actively to exactly how people are, are saying things and how what the sounds sound like, etc. And so this activity of doing that with music is going to start to build a habit and start to train you to do that in the real world, in real life as well. So I'm a big fan of this um, and I highly recommend you give it a go. The other thing I wanted to talk about in today's podcast episode has to do with procrastination. And this is going to be a little bit meta and yes, meta essentially, because right now as I'm recording this podcast, I am literally recording this podcast to procrastinate. There are things that I probably should be doing right now that are more important than this podcast episode currently, but I didn't feel like doing it. And so I'm so I was, so I essentially thought to myself, well, I'm just going to record a podcast episode instead. And so, <laughs> and so I wanted to, I wanted to talk about this whole issue of procrastination when we're learning languages, because we all struggle with it, myself included. And it's funny as I'm talking about this, it's reminding me of my Mandarin class lately. Lately, I've been slightly less gung-ho and less all-in with my Mandarin studies. I've been going to my classes, I've been studying, I've been doing the homework, I've been doing work on top of the work that I've normally been doing, I've been currently still listening to music, doing my Anki flashcard decks, I've been doing a lot, okay? But it's not with the quite... It's not quite with the same energy as it used to be. And there have been days where I'm like, eh, I'm not going to study today. I'm not going to practice today, even though I probably should be. Okay. And it's funny because something happened today that has kicked me back into gear. And it's kind of eliminated some of the procrastination with my Mandarin studies. And what happened is that I found out today that Monday we have a test. I didn't know Monday we had a test. I knew we had a test coming up. I just didn't know it was Monday. <laughs> And so that's like kicked me back into gear. I was like, oh, shoot, I've really got to do some studying. I've really got to make sure I get my nose back to the grindstone and start working again at, you know, at my Mandarin. And it made me realize that, oh, sometimes if we are in a bit of a rut, if we are in a slump, if we're, if we're procrastinating, not feeling quite as motivated, we need a change. We need something to happen that causes us to go like, whoa, what just happened? and causes our brain to break out of that rut. In my case, it was a test. In your case, maybe you're not taking a class. You could try a different strategy. You could change your study pattern. You can change what time you're studying. You could change how you're practicing. You could change your teacher. You can, if you're taking private lessons, you can change your textbook. You can start listening to different songs. You can revisit old things that you haven't seen in a long time. You haven't used in a long time. You can 
take some spontaneous trip somewhere to practice the language. You can, you know, buy some new program, use some new program, find a new YouTube channel to follow. Like, you gotta find something to switch it up. Because sometimes the procrastination comes from a, a sense of boredom or a sense of being in the, in the same routine for too long. I think there's two types of people in the world. There's people who really like routines and there's people that don't like the same routine for a long period of time. I'm definitely someone who likes routine, but I need the routine to change regularly. Otherwise I get bored and it's kind of like squeezing an orange. If I, when you squeeze an orange, in the initial phases you get lots of juice, but the more you squeeze the orange, the less juice comes out. And if you want juice to come out, you have to squeeze it even harder. Well, with certain strategies, language learning strategies, for some, some people, not everybody, but for some people, it's going to be exactly like that. In the early phases of, of attacking a strategy or using a strategy to learn a language, you're going to be getting a lot out of it. There's a lot of juice coming out of that orange. But the longer and longer and longer you use it without making any changes or any adjustments to make it more exciting and, and engaging again, you know, you're not going to be getting as much out of that resource as you could be. And again, I want to stress the importance of this. I want to stress that this is not going to happen for everyone. Some people are going to follow a strategy, use a strategy, keep doing the same thing over and over, and they will, they will be successful. They will hit their language learning goals that they have. But I'm speaking right now to the people who know, who are listening to this, and they go, that's not me. I know that I need, I do get into ruts. I do kind of get bored and I do need some change. Well, in that case, that's one way to break that procrastination, break that rut, break that habit. So anyway, thank you for your ears today. Thank you for paying attention and listening to my podcast. I've noticed that the numbers of listeners is increasing lately, which is super humbling. and I like it. Thank you so much. I think now... There isn't a single podcast, I think, or very few, except for maybe yesterday's, which I just posted, but 99% of the podcasts now have a minimum of like 100 plus downloads or 100 plus listens, which is, in my mind, really flattering. And like, that's crazy that there's that many people that listen every single day to the podcast. That's like, whoa, wow, thank you. <laughs> um, so I'm really, really grateful, really flattered. Thank you guys so much. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk in the next podcast. See you guys. Bye.